Hello! Good day, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format, and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. I'm your host, Kevin Finkel, joined here with one of my co-hosts. One of them? Wait, we're missing one. <gasps> oh, yeah. Ryan had something come up today, so he was not able to join us, but oh, we've got a... Uh, I was going to call it a two-parter episode. That's not what that's called. No, it's it's two-person. a two-person episode. Two-person. We're going we're gonna to duke this out. Uh, it's a boy, Ash, yeah, you know, back from the RC. Real excited to nice. film. Talk about Pioneer, finally, because all I've been doing is talking about Modern. Um, hmm. And yeah, we got some sick brews. We're going to end up looking at some of the decks that have been doing well in the most recent challenges. Um, should be yep. an exciting time. High level, what do you uh, feel about this set? Has this been a good one for you? Uh, so I had a lot more experience with this set in Modern, and the Ley Line <laughs> was the most impressive card at all, uh, ever because of Cyan of Draco, at least in Modern. Uh, so I've been mm. always trying to see what I can do with it in Pioneer. Thus far, nothing has really come up. However, we're a weekend. There's more time. Yeah, I was kind of leaving it to you to be like, oh, you know, um, I'll let you see what's good. I, I figured you were going to do something with the ley line here. I don't know if one of your brews for today oh, is a ley line deck. Uh, <laughs> I was, I didn't have enough time, as much time as I wanted to put into a ley line deck. So, totally fair. Okay, so we're not going to be doing any ley line decks today, but we are going to go through some of our initial brews. Um, have you? So you said you've done a little bit of brewing with this set? Uh, just a little bit. I, I was able to come up with two solid fun decks to at least be able to, you know. Have you roast me a little bit and maybe do a little bit better? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I've, I've been crashing and burning. I've had a lot of uh, ideas and most of them really haven't gone very far. You know, maybe I'm being hard on myself and testing, you know, I'm testing them against, you know, Red Black and Grease Fang and Blue White Control, especially right now. I should have just posted my Blue White Control <laughs> list and been like, you guys will see a lot of this, but... Um, yeah, it hasn't felt like, you know, it hasn't given me the bug. A lot of the things that I thought were interesting just haven't really panned out. So I've been a little bit low on this set. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think there is a lot of good cards that are going to end up, we're going to end up showing and talk about later that show up. I'm sorry, that will end up uh, showing up later. But I definitely don't think it's like um, like a dud set. I definitely don't think it's a Crimson Vow. So I'm happy. <laughs> okay, okay. No Crimson Vows, no Crimson Vows. All right, so let's jump into some brews here. You and I each have two, and then uh, you want to go first? Sure. I'll talk about my mono green update kind of thing. Um, Beautiful. So, yeah, uh, the list that I was trying, uh, I didn't really want to try the Leyline in mono green. I feel like the, the Leyline in mono green was a little bit more cap when I uh, when I had a, a buddy at least try it. Uh, uh, and then, uh, yeah, so we, we ended up just going with like a little bit more of like the same uh, start where like you have your Lanowar Elves, your Elvish Mystics, Wolf of Havens, your Old Ghost Trolls, your Fioras. But then we start to change a little bit more when it comes to like this mid-game to end-game threats kind of thing. Uh, we actually get to play a little okay. bit more interaction with Voracious Hydra. Uh, and our mana base looks a little bit cooler because now we get to play Castle Garenbrig. So, you know, we can complain when our opening hand is like some Lair of the Hydra, some Nykthosis, and some Castles and some Forests. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we, we really just want to be ramping into Titan of Industry in this deck to try to just overwhelm our opponent there. Uh, and the way that we've been really ramping into Titan's industry, uh, Titan of Industry is through Archer's Charm. Uh, being able to always just have a Nykthos to combo with your uh, Old Guild Trolls and the amount of devotion you can just create in the early turns uh, makes it so the deck's a lot more consistent at casting the fatties. Um, the card that we ended up removing was... Uh, um, what's the card again? It's Storm the Festival, because you know that card is kind of awkward in a No More Lies right now. A little bit. Yeah, Just definitely. a little bit. Um, 
So we got to like uh, the main deck to Ace Gift Lover. We're playing a lot more interaction because that's what the format kind of did in that man's right now with Vivian and Voracious Hydra. Um, and then the sideboard is a work in progress. Uh, I haven't figured out what the best way to beat blue-white control is right now. So, you know, play... I was going to ask about that deck specifically. So, okay, I'm glad you addressed uh, it. So I, I decided to jam a play set of Tyrannix Racks just to be like, ha, got him. You know, a new kind of Shiren. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, we got some Hornet Queens for Red Black and the other grinding matchups. Like, I, I, I've, never, I've never had a Spirit Spirit to be able to beat a Hornet Queen. So... Nice. Yeah, I appreciate that uh, you don't go too hard on your wish board. I've seen people put like 15 cards for their Vivians in their sideboard and only ever grab Ulamog. So I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, it's rare that you're always going to use that ult. And if you do, it's not like Karn where you're doing it every time. You only have like one threat. Like, I feel like maybe I should be playing like one mid game, early game creature kind of thing where it's like. Um, like maybe a Haywire Might or something or, uh, as an answer. Or something like a Satessin Precedor or whatever the, the game life equal to your devotion card is. Oh, yeah, yeah. That like one's fun. Maybe that. It's just like a little bit of a flex slot because I, I don't know if I'll always be able to cast the fatty, but. Mm hmm. Uh, you at least have Titan. But usually like when game. you. Yeah, it tends to be the kind of thing where like if you can't cast the fatty, Vivian's probably not good anyway, so like who knows? You probably don't have that much devotion. Yeah, you probably don't want a minus five. Okay, um, interesting. So I had a couple questions. First thing is, you know, with four Archstruid's Charm, do you feel like we still need the four of Nykthos? Like, is it you need it 100% of every game? Or would this be a reason to be able to play three of them and not worry so much about accidentally drawing two? I mean, like, the, the accidentally drawing two part is, like, never as bad as, like, I'm sorry, it's never that bad unless you don't have things actually going in your hand. And if you have uh, things actively going into your hand, Archer's Charm just has the flexibility to find the fatty. Does that make sense? Uh, like, having, yeah, having okay. more redundancy on either, like, I like I have Nykthoses, but I don't have Titan. Or I have Titans, but I don't have Nykthos. So it just kind of, like, allows for this, like, um, uh, the place where you either can draw more of one half or more of the other half, and then it kind of just bridges the gap. Um and I don't know. I've never had a, a monogreen opponent complain about drawing two Nykthoses for the most part, unless it's exactly where <laughs> yeah. they're looking at three old Gulf Trolls in hand and it's turn two. And they have two forests. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, that makes sense. Um, what about uh, Sunken Citadel? Did you consider that for this deck with, you know, the Garen Briggs, the Layers, the Nykthos, a lot of things that you can activate with there that? There was a, a time where I did do that, but then I kind of just, like, realized that, like, that my castle wasn't coming in untapped as much as I wanted to, and I couldn't play all the utility okay. lines. Um, and hmm. also just kind of playing a tap line on one when you're, like, a Llanowar Elves deck is, like, so awkward some of the time, so. Okay. I never ended up going for it. Uh, you know, this looks pretty good. I was wondering how we can... You know, I kept looking at Archdruid's Charm, but didn't have a real place for it. I think when I'd been trying Mono Green recently, I was going more for, like, the Coco style. So, um, do you think you could do Archdruid's Charm in a slightly smaller-sized deck? Or do you think you kind of want to have these big fatties you can search for when you need them? I mean, I think the big fatties archetype idea is a little bit of the, uh, the higher-end kind of thing. Because, like, you can also still get, like, the smaller creatures if you want. But if you're playing this more like toolboxy Coco style deck, I don't think that's the worst option. Um, okay. But it's definitely I don't know I think definitely the fatty Nykthos kind of thing because you're just trying to find like the two most powerful things on either end to try to do rather than just always trying yeah, to find this yeah. medium thing. Um, and then like I don't know sometimes also Archage True has flavor text which is kind of more relevant in the mid range thing like the fight. Uh, it's really hard to get that fight when your biggest creature majority of the time is sometimes an old growth troll or an Elvish Mystic or Llanowar Elves in the early turns. So it 
Are you saying that's awkward here, or that would be better if you had it? A, it would be better because you had a wider range of mid-range creatures to be able to always deal. Like a Ronus kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, to always be able to deal these, like, consistent damage or whatever. Okay. Interesting. Maybe I'll give that a try. Um, I think this is cool. I'm going to probably copy this one down and try it out as a mono green build, see how it goes. You know, I haven't really... I, have you seen too much of mono green without, uh, you know, after the bands of Karn? Uh, I mean, like, we had Spike, like create that like uh demand for a little bit when he was playing um mono green sunken civil castle garenberg type deck uh where he was always just trying to ramp into like hornet queen and titan uh but i think i made a little bit more of like a concise build uh, i don't know if he's exactly tested something like this yet but okay do we want to move on yes yeah, go for it. what do you got I'll start with this uh, green-black deck I've been messing with, and there was a lot of cards I wanted to try in here. Um, I probably don't love this 75 at all, but I'm at least willing to give a couple card new cards a shot. The main one here that I wanted to build around is Insidious Roots, that just seeming like a very powerful card. Um, mostly you know, trying to build around the part where whenever a creature card leaves your graveyard, you make a 0-1 plant token and put a plus and plus encounter on each plant you control. Um, and then just kind of a lot of ways to go ahead and be able to do that. So some of the big ones I was looking at is, you know, Deathrite Shaman finally kind of having a home for being able to exile stuff to get things. Um, Cauldron Familiar is an easy way to get multiple instances in one turn. Um, this new Rubble Belt Maverick is another one. It's just a one drop that enters and surveils too. You can also exile from your graveyard to put a counter on a creature. Of course, that combos with Sidious Roots and the big one being Tyvar. Kind of makes all of this work along with a Proof of Reese to the Forgotten Gods build. Um, the, so the other kind of payoff is Willow Geist is a card I've been trying to find like the right home for for a while. You know, it's a one one that grows every time any card leaves your graveyard, and when it dies, you gain life equal to its power. But also just has trample and quickly becomes like a five five trample out of nowhere. So um, all these cards just kind of doing the same kind of thing. You know, there's a few others I'd wanted to try here. Like there's the two drop that makes mana and exiles things. Uh, I wanted to see if I can find a place for Mosswood Dread Knight in the main board. I want to see if I can find a place for Graveyard Trespasser in the main board. Um, all kind of difficult. I also, you know, special shout out to Murderous Rider, also triggers Insidious Roots if it dies. But I want to be able to run Jagantha right now, so that's currently not in this list. Um, yeah, kind of just saying this is an awkward list and presenting it as is. <laughs> what are your thoughts on it? I think my favorite thing about this list, and I don't know if you can figure it out, is just the one little... Uh, <laughs> here. So you were, it's really funny that you even mentioned Jangatha, and you really want like that to be a consistent thing. But our sideboard option oh. <laughs> for the grindy matchup is Alcazar. <laughs> one card. Oh yeah, I definitely didn't think about that. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but mm. yeah, well, we, we can find a different fatty to put in, so I'm not too too worried about yeah. that. Um, but now the deck idea is like kind of sick, honestly. Um, I'm super here for like the Tyvar build because I always think Tyvar is like such a sick card, and I'm so sad it doesn't have a home in Pioneer currently. Um, yeah, especially, you know, we, we've kind of seen it in the combo decks, but I feel like we haven't really seen a more fair Tyvar deck. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think Tyvar is inherently supposed to be unfair, but, ah, you know what, okay. we can make it fair. We can make it fair. <laughs> we can make it work. Um, I love Prudicanos Chain. I'm just a sucker for that card. Uh, I think it's kind of awkward that Insidious Suit specifically says creature cards leave. So, like, yeah. uh, I don't know about the Deathrite Shaman plan, because, like, Deathrite Shaman, you always want to be, like, ramping and things like that, and... I feel like we can maybe fit some, like, Stitcher Suppliers here somewhere. Like, maybe the Seder Wildfire okay. is kind of stinky. Um, just to be able to, like, have more of this consistent graveyard fill so that we can have more fodder. And, like, uh, it's also really good with, like, Priest of Forgotten Gods to keep going with that. Um, 
And hmm. then I, I, I got to figure out, I don't know what other, if there's any cool escape cards or other ways to get cards from our creature cards from our graveyard out of there. Um, yeah, the escape, there's there's done a ton. So that's kind of why I wanted Prolucranos. So I have something kind of like how Kroxa works, where you just mill yourself a bunch and you've got a big fatty to bring back from the yard. Um, Mosswood Dread Knight would definitely fit in that more mid-range plan if that's where we go. You know, when it dies, you cast it from the graveyards that would count as a creature leaving. Fair. We could also try to play Delph cards. I don't know how good that would end up being, but... You would like murderous cut should probably be. The, I guess we could play one of the uh, the fatties. Yeah, like a I could throw. Hoodie, I love throwing a, a half. <laughs> yeah random uh, tasker in here. Yeah. Oh, okay, I like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. We just delve our creatures away, make a plant or whatever. And what's interesting is you know that you do end up with a lot of mana sometimes. You know if you're just um, you know especially with tasker, you could actually get triggers from the activation as oh. well because it mills them and then. You could always pick the creature. And if you're you know making plants with haste, that that could get pretty scary pretty quickly. Yeah, picking creatures. Oh, yeah. Then <laughs> we 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 specifically make our ban only creatures. Activate Tasker, your best of luck. Yeah, or or like, oh no, you're gonna give me my fatal pushback. <laughs> but I, I do think that the cauldron, which is familiar stuff, is like kind of sick. Um, I don't know. I was gonna ask if yeah, that that one's definitely a tough one because it's like you know it's a lot of slots in the deck. Yeah. So it's hard to be like. That's the best way of yeah. triggering it, right? Like. I think the Willow Guy's plan is your good plan B, uh, going into like mm-hmm. some sort of graveyard trespasser. I think maybe that Alquazots will become a graveyard trespasser, and when we just like when we want to like board into like this mid range game, we just board out our our, our slower cards, uh, and then we okay. uh, sorry we board out our weaker cards and we just bring in you know, bring in our playset of Graveyard Trespasser, bring in our playset of Mossberg Dread Knight, and then we just get to play this slow mid range grindy game. Um, we get to cut these like forgotten gods that just two for one ourselves, and these death by shamans yeah. that are that are so slow and inefficient. Um, uh, yeah, the mana base. The mana base looks like a mana base you would exactly build because uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I take think, a look. Take a look. I don't know what why I have fabled passage in there. Those should not be in there. Take a look. I think at some point. I think those are in there to fuel Deathrite Shaman, and I like the idea now of cutting Deathrite Shaman. So those are definitely going to change and make this a lot better. Do you know what land you're missing, by the way? But no, because I'm sure I built this like on a piece of paper and forgot something. Is it the uh, the pathway? No, it's worse. What am I missing? Are you missing Overgrown Tomb? Oh yeah, <laughs> I think you know what I think this was. This is probably an old, old, old mana base from something else that I I poured it over. That's, All right, yeah, let me uh, fix that. So up funny that you I, just uh, published this Overgrown Tomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens. That's all right. It's all right. Not everyone can be an expert. Yeah, why do I have Waste to know? <laughs> so funny. Okay. Uh, Lionel, Lionel Waste is there for when you really want to tap it for black mana from Merborg. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll move on to. Perfect. You want to move on to my five color humans? Yeah, let's do that. That that sounds really interesting. Yeah. I haven't opened this one up yet, so yeah. let's see what you got. Yeah, we need. Uh, I needed some bait, and so five color humans sounds like great bait. All right. Yeah, so this is uh this is exactly what you'll think it'll end up being. It's just five color good stuff humans like, Ooh, now okay. like because like I I've been trying to figure out how we're gonna make it work with like cavern of souls, uh n- and now that we have like sorry now that we have cavern of souls with secluded courtyard and unclaimed territory, um and the mana base is uh, I try my best with the mana base. We got some mutable still even though we're the five color deck. But anyways um yeah so the cards that, the new cards that I'm trying in here I'm trying some some of the Delaney's. Because I think it'd be really funny when we go uh, tapping our Warden of the Yenna Sky, triggering it twice when we tap three things. 
Um, well, so it's only triggered abilities. It's not activated abilities. Oh, dude, it is a trigger. Oh, I thought it was so funny. Anyways, um, we have Reflector yeah. <laughs> Mage. Uh, we also have the Inties that we can try to get some double triggers on. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and then if we have a little baby Adeline, we technically get triggers on that, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, uh, you could get Kellen, I guess. You can get Inti. Alia's Lieutenant. Um, and just where... I, I love this because I was trying really hard to find out how to make Delny work. And, and I like a little bit that this is not just on the, like, let's do Lord's plan. Um, I think that's, this is a cool way to look at it. Yeah, I do really want to, I don't know, like, this list right now obviously isn't, like, super polished, but I think I just wanted to, like, be like, hey, let's try all the new human kind of things, and let's keep some <laughs> of our old favorites, like Mantis Rider, just so we can make sure that, you know, I'm not yelled at because I cut their favorite card, um, and we fair, just can fair. just see how it ends up playing out. Like, I'm also not playing Collective Company in this because, like, it is really difficult on the mana base. It is Oh, I bet. Very hard. And I, I, I'm not smart enough. I don't really want to play uh, four mana confluence in this deck. Mm. That seems... And that's kind of where you have to go at this point. I, I don't, yeah. So I, I just decided to be this little bit more of this like, mid-range file. We already are splashing a couple of black cards in the board. Um, and so I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And we'll, we're never we're never journeying on with our Kellen. Our Kellen is just strictly a 2-3, <laughs> uh, which also triggers off of our bo off of our girl Blaney. Um it's also just like, I don't know, it's really funny how much inherent synergy and how much inherent dis or on synergy or whatever the word is, is in this deck. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, Thalia's Lieutenant will just grow everything past out of Delaney uh, trigger uh, abilities. Yeah, that, that was my other word, like, too. Although you could... <laughs> I mean, you'll get, like, one ETB off of Thalia's Lieutenant, but then it's then it's awkward. Yeah, I mean, like, I assume that when we get to the point when we're double-triggering Thalia's Lieutenant's on an ETB from it, uh, we're winning the game, and so we don't really care about it being a Nambo. But if it ever is, it's so bad, and it's so funny. So if we wanted to lean more into Delny, what about... Um, what is the one that blinks when it enters? Charming Prince? Ooh, we could continue doing Charming Prince things. Oh my god, we could... If we could do Charming Prince things, and we could throw in... Uh, the one that brings back a creature is a three power, isn't it? Oh, Extraction Specialist. Extraction specialist. I guess that power, I, I think say. that would end up being like a little bit of a different deck because I don't know if we're gonna end up playing these like more more whatever one drop kind of things. I think that that looks more like um mono white mid range kind of thing where we're playing like spirited companion and more draw card effects to try to prolong okay. the game because this one's more trying to like aggro them out. And extraction specialist is not exactly the best aggro card. <laughs> is a very mm. good value card though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you could you could even move away from being a human specific list if you wanted to do something like welcoming vampire. Ooh, ooh you're saying what cards I like? I like those cards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just like the idea of Delny seems really fun. They seem uh, powerful, okay. or at least fun. Like it's so hard to be like oh, it's three mana gets stomped, but super interesting card. You want to know what my favorite thing about the sideboard is with with the interaction with Delaney? Ooh, which one? Handball. Cumble? Uh, what is Cumble? Oh, yeah, that's... Though, that's... Home your opponent for four. Game four. Oh, that's a nice one. Uh -oh. See, I was even looking at... Uh, you, you know what really got me messed up with Delny? Is I was looking at... um, Who's the uh, the Mardu one that brings a creature oh, back? Alicia. Oh, yeah, Alicia. Oh, I love Alicia. Oh, oh oof. Yeah, you got... Yeah, I'm just thinking about good things. That was one of those cards when I was like... <laughs> really bad at magic that i thought was like busted and i wasn't sure why anyone everyone wasn't playing it 
What was that deck I put a leash in not that long ago? I want to say it was a uh, God Pharaoh's Gift deck. <laughs> Kevin and God Pharaoh's Gift decks. Name a better combo. Oh, yeah. me. I, I'm always a big fan of those. Oh, yeah. Skyclave Apparition. Mm, champion oh, hmm. I love trying to explain to people how Skyclave Apparition and Delaney end up working. Because oh yeah, you end up making a big, big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just for the listeners, just so they know. Um, let's just theoretically say I exile a four CMC card and a one CMC card. Um, when when it dies, it's gonna end up creating one five five because Skyclave specifically says equal to the total amount exiled. Now here's a uh, here's here's your follow up question. I own one of your creatures. I own a two two, and you own a th- or I you, I own a two cmc that you control and you own a, th- a three cmc and i exile both of them what happens oh, with sky god i do not know i think the answer is <laughs> is they i think your opponent still just gets a five five i think we both get a five five i actually would need to check <laughs> no I, I'm, I'm giving you the answer without no i'm giving you the question without knowing the answer but i, should I don't know. know yo uh, listeners hear me out okay we got a puzzle for you now Ooh, yeah, tweet us. <laughs> find find a judge in your local community and be like, Hi, these guys on a Pioneer podcast asked a very interesting question. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah, Maybe you'll, one of you'll, them will, you'll uh... upset them. You'll upset them so much. Uh, no, honestly, judges love to hear these kind of questions. So. No, 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 no. My judges, my judges are always upset with me for all my all my shenanigans. Like, this last weekend, I killed someone with attacking them with Karn the Great Creator. And then, oh, love yeah. that. And then there was an entire <laughs> conversation about, like, if Karn is a creature, does it take loyalty damage and calm and like regular damage? And like can it block mm. for itself if it's a creature? Can you still attack it? Or I don't know. All these random things because my planeswalk is a creature. <laughs> yep. Alright, uh let's move on to another list if that's okay. Yeah, oh, I was gonna say one more thing about humans is the only other human I'd been looking at was the new two three, the one that grows. Um I had tried around with a list that was you know, I really like the idea that, hey, if you get it up to the max level, then you have that and General Enforcer in play and all your creatures are indestructible. I can't remember which one's the one that grows. Oh, you mean the one that you talked about on the pod? All right, like the new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new figure. The, you know, 2-3, you pay 2 and it becomes a 4-4 four, four with Vigilance. You pay 3 more and it becomes a 5-5 five, five that gives all your other creatures indestructible. And then it's legendary, which would mean that General's Enforcer makes it legendary and it makes General's Enforcer legendary. Or, it makes... It makes the one indestructible, and that one makes him indestructible. Uh, plus, Coco feeds it, which I thought was a cool combination. Is that you know the Coco gives you the collect evidence for if you need it. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Well, we should move on to your list because I have a lot of questions. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's move on to this. Like I said, I've been uh, not having good luck with the decks I've been trying, so I've got kind of a junky one that I, I just wanted to try something. You know, I shouted out on the pod, and I'm like, I'm gonna make this stupid card work. Is expedited inheritance has seemed really interesting to me. I keep thinking like, hey, that's this aggro card. Your, your opponent can't block your creatures because then they deal damage to your creatures, and then they grow. And you can turn your burn spells into draw spells using them on your own creatures. Um, so I ended up with this kind of silly blue-red deck. It's you know kind of just like a blue-red prowessy deck. You know, it's got the Soul Scar Mages, it's got the Ledger Shredders, it's got a bunch of cheap burn and draw spells. Um, but then it's got this expedited inheritance, and that makes things really interesting because a again it makes it hard for your creatures to be blocked, but also stuff like Reckless Rage gives you two cards when you use it. Uh, and you can abuse the fact that Soulscar Mage means that your burn spells don't actually deal damage to the opponent's creatures. So you can still burn your opponent's creatures out without them getting cards from it. 
Uh, and then last but not least, I've kind of got a combo in here, is this new ill-timed explosion. It's draw two, you can discard two if you do. It does X damage to each creature where X is the greatest mana value among the cards you discard. Um, you can use this with an expedited inheritance in play, discard a treasure cruise, exile your entire library, play Thassa's Oracle. So that's kind of the silly thing I'm trying to do here. Um, this is definitely a work in progress, probably not something that'll go anywhere, but I was having fun with it and it's got two new cards. So I thought I'd uh, display it on the show. Okay. So I'm going to start it off with my positive stuff. Um, we figured out shock lines exist in this one. Good job. <laughs> yes, Pretty this, this is an, a mana base I made and not one I grabbed from somewhere else. <laughs> um, so when I originally was thinking about like expedited inheritance, I, I I don't know if it exactly works, but Boros Reckoner, it prevents the damage. Do we suck at the cards? Boros Reckoner doesn't prevent it, I don't believe. I think it just like, uh, it just does... What is, what is it? Yeah, it, it's dealt damage and then it deals that to any target. Uh, um, well, hear me out, okay? We figure out ways to... Rec- like We can Reckless Rage around Boros Reckoner and continue to deal damage to our opponent as well while also doing the yeah. combo because that was my first idea yeah but that could be an option uh going with what we have currently in front of us um i i, <laughs> I do think ill-time explosion is a really cool card and i do think that like this is a pretty good shelf for it um i think i think my more so my concern is with this deck is it looks like we might run out of mana a lot when it comes to these things because mm. like we're talking about like doing some sort of like uh, we have a two man enchantment in play. We're casting our four drop. We already need a creature in play to be able to have uh, be able to make it deal damage. Cause like right, it has to be our creatures, right? It's whenever a creature they're yeah, yeah. yeah. So we have to have one of our creatures in play already. So that means on turn three we need to have a very specifically played our creature or our planeswalker that ended up living, um, and then we needed to be able to to just continue comboing. Um, it just seems like a little hard to pull off, but okay, not impossible. So. Um, it just like there's such a specific card that ends up needing to work out here. Yeah, so I'm running 21 mana, and two of those are spike field hazards right now. So maybe that's the mistake. Yeah, it looks like you copied an Is It Phoenix mana base. Uh, more. I mean, I made this from scratch, but I know. Yeah, you know, trying to run spike field hazard. I'm also trying to run Sakenzin because it gives me two easy one ones to try and that's do fair. everything else with. But I can see where that's asking a little bit much from the mana base. Do you like the soul scrimmages? I think those are pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> The one drop we get to play in this deck. Um, yeah, I didn't find room for like I wouldn't have minded also playing Monastery Swift Spear and then probably running like of one mind is another good card, but I just kind of ran out of fair. slots. I guess maybe we try to just like play this expedited inheritance card and in more of like um, uh, a value pa- prowess shell more so. Okay. Maybe that's another. Yeah, nice I, I, you know, I tried a mono red, like just pure burn spells version as well. Um, that, you know, I also thought that was okay, but wasn't really living up to what I wanted it to be. Yeah, I also think reckless Rage is kind of awkward whenever we're killing a creature of our opponents. Like we we do get two cards, but they get four. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Unlucky. I don't know. I, I I think maybe there's like oh it's a May too. I just read it again. It's a May. They don't even have to exile cards. We can't even like try to combo them. So I think maybe Boros Reckoner. Yeah, we can't we can't combo up there. I think Boros or... Reckoner might be the best way to go with this card. Maybe okay, like Modern Red Devotion. Oh wait, Modern Red Devotion. Oh my god, wait, we can play Leyline of Combustion. Oh my god, we broke the format. Ooh, we broke ooh, the okay. format. Mono Red. Now if they try to interact. With what's our cards. payoff for the big mana? What what's our payoff for the big mana of having expedited and play? You know. Kumano's probably Ooh, good. Ooh, we can Bane He's fire him. Ooh, blue white control can't answer Bane fire. Mm. We figured it out. 
We can crackle with power our own creatures. <laughs> Ooh, and them at the same time. There we Double go. The All right, we got it. Oh my god. All right. Okay. Before 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 the government comes after us for brewing a little bit too hard, you know, making these explosive decks. We want to talk about some. <laughs> hey, if that was if that was a crime, I'd have been in jail a long time ago. <laughs> uh, why don't we do one more thing for this episode? Is we did want to run through some of the recent challenges and kind of show what's actually doing well because I think our silly ideas are probably not. Uh... <laughs> no. What do you mean? I thought I broke the format. Oh. All right. Uh, you want yeah, so. 0209? <laughs> 0209. Uh, yes, which one? Uh, it's the one that. Um, I know it's not that specific, but it's the one that is it Phoenix one with uh, Victor. <laughs> uh, Victor. Uh, we're going to see uh, a yeah, familiar okay. deck in uh, second place. Niv to light in second yeah, place. Yeah. This is see. the one that I wanted to talk about is like the deck that actually like got a lot from this deck. Um Claudio's been really I, I did, really enjoying this list. I was gonna say I did see the new Niv Mizzet is showing up in this one. I think that's really or no, it's not, it's the, not new the new Niv Mizzet, it's the it's the new it's the newer ish. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of Niv Mizzets now. Yeah, there's so many. But anyway, so the cards that we didn't even like so like we did talk about Deadly Cover Up, which is showing up in this list, which is like now just like the best wrap that you can get. For five. Okay. Um, but the card we didn't really talk about was Urgent Necropancy. And, like, I don't, I don't mm. think we did, did we? No, we didn't. I, I kind of was like, okay, it's a whatever. It's a medium EDH card. <laughs> yeah, for, for our listeners that aren't aware of this card, it's two black-green instant. As an additional cost to cast a spell, collect evidence X, where X is the total mana value of the permanence of this spell's targets. Destroy up to one target artifact, up to one creature, up to one enchantment, and up to one target planeswalker. So... For everything you want to be destroying, you have to have cards in your graveyard that have the CMC equal to it. However, with this deck, you're just going to like bring the light into five drop, and if your five drop dies, that's ten mana worth of stuff from your opponent you get to kill. Yeah, and it's also an instant, which I think was the part that we didn't really get pick up on. Yeah, that is cool. At least it is an instant. I do like the running the old timed explosion is another new one. And then obviously we see lightning helix and no more lies showing up because like now we have a really good Azorius card in the deck. Um, and yeah, guess which guess who called it? By the way, look at the sideboard. Guess who called it? Guess who called it? Oh, what's the weird thing in the sideboard? Soul here? search. Ooh, I okay. called it. I think that card would have been like really cool. It's just an Azorius off card because like I I thought of thought yeah. erasure. And I was like, hmm, this card's interesting. Now we have Soul Search. Okay, because, you know, it, it's one of those things where, like, you kind of want to maximize your different mana values in this specific deck. So something like a black-white. What do we have that's black-white otherwise? We literally have just have Vanishing Verse is the other one. So is that better than Thought Erasure? Mm, I think sometimes just getting the 1-1 one, one is just really good. Because, like, you're just bringing okay. it in against the... You could bring it in against the Aggro decks, but also, like, uh, the, mm. the Control decks. And, the, and when you're bringing it against the Control decks, like, Vanishing Verse loses so much equity. And the exiling part, yeah, the exile part's really yeah. Cool. Like you, you okay. can't hit a Teferi with it, right? So, um, um, so the lightning heals. Sell me on deadly cover up if you can, because, I mean, are, are, do we care that much about the collect evidence part? I think sometimes you can. Uh, I don't think it's all. I don't think it's an all the time thing. I think there's like I don't know, like just being able to deal with Shieldreds permanently, being able to deal with um, I don't know. I there's there, there's like some amount of problematic creatures. Or cards, just in general, right? Like, 
theoretically, if you want, like, uh, you can, like, I don't know, like, if we're against, like, control, we can get rid of all the teferis, because we had to wipe their board for whatever reason. Mm, okay, um, that's interesting. Like, there are, because, like, it, it does not, it does specifically say, like, it doesn't have to be one of the creatures we destroyed, right? Like, it could be anything else. No, so, like, it doesn't. Sometimes... It can be a basic land, even. Sometimes we can just yoink our... Don't do that. We can yoink 17 basic forests from a Timmy opponent who showed up just to have a good time for mono, yeah. mono green FNM. I guess what's awkward is I'm like, you know, as it being just a flat sweeper, like Crux of Fate might be better here. Like I, you could run Crux of Fate and keep your dragons alive. Oh that almost boy. seems. <laughs> but what about when our opponent has a glory bringer? Yeah, because definitely my biggest problem always with like the other sweeper options at five mana was that they stopped you from being able to play uh, um, Chagamtha in the 60 card version. Or Yorion. So Yorion's better. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's also like yeah. hitting Phoenixes, by the way. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. That I like. So yeah, it is. So that's what I was kind of saying is I was like, is it the collect evidence part that we care about? And I, I feel like the answer here is yes. Yeah. I, I mean, like it also just being like, I don't know, like, cause like Crux of Fate was, a, was something that comes up a little bit, but like, it, it's kind of weird. Cause like if Crux of Fate is good and Niv, guess what they're going to find for sideboard cards to this deck. They're just going to play the most unplayable dragons we've ever seen in our life <laughs> just to be able to counter this deck. Cause this deck is starting to show up a lot. All right. I like it. Okay. Yeah, I also think it's really funny. If you look over on the right side of the metagame summary, um, mm-hmm. 23.88, so 16 copies of, I think this is top 30, or top 67, apparently, is what it's showing. Uh, top 64? Oh, top 67. yeah, what does it show 67? Uh, I think they just post all of the results. Oh, sorry, every single person that entered the challenge, because like, these guys down here were not actually <laughs> no. playing a whole lot. I was like, who even, you know, missed the cut at 64th place? <laughs> hmm, 65, we know that name. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so we see 16 copies of, like, Azorius Control. So we see a lot of people just, like, trying it out, seeing how it goes. Um, yeah, definitely. We also see Boros Burn showing up in 11th in this challenge. Uh, we're, we're playing the place out of Lightning Helix, place out of Boros Charm. So who knows? Maybe Lightning Helix okay. is just the best card all along. Hey, I like it. I'm happy to see some of that around. Looking to see if there's any other new cards, anything else exciting. Okay, um, any... Yeah, otherwise, you want to move to the one from the 10th? Uh, the one from the 10th is... We see five-color mid-range, right? Is this going to be another Niv deck? <gasps> no, it's not! It's the five-color greed pile with no cards, which is so sad. So, 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 so sad. <laughs> yeah, um... We do see a Niv to light, though, in 11. So it's showing up again. But we see the second time we've seen Orzhov humans... Uh, hmm. So it's literally just kite sail freebooted. Wait, is this? Oh, this they're playing the doorkeeper thrall on the board. Oh, uh, they've also got. I've seen a list here with uh, Jurina. I don't know if this is the same one you're looking. Yeah, at, yeah, Jurina. But... Yeah, yeah, but that's March Machine's aftermath. That's not even a new card. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, um, but we do see. Is it uh, Indomitable Creativity showing up in second? And I hope to God we see a deduce. Yes, we see three deduces. Ooh, is Freebooter good in that Delny deck we were talking about? <laughs> All right, yeah, let's get back on the, uh, the the real cards. Okay, so let let's go high level here for a second. Do we do we say kind of top eight for the uh, the one from the night? Uh, I don't actually think we did. Yeah, so we had two. Is it Phoenix? We had a Niv to Light, a blue red creativity, a red green aggro, blue white control, and two red black sacrifice decks. Rectosac. Yeah, and then jumping back um, to the tenth, uh, we have the is it yeah. we have uh, is it Phoenix in first, creativity in second, and soul artifact uh, is it in uh, third. We have the five color soup pile, uh, the brain light pile that's not Niv in uh, fourth. Yep. 
Uh, is it Phoenix in fifth? Zorius Control in sixth and eighth, and Orzov Human in seventh. But uh, to talk to go back to the exciting point, the is it creativity? It is the Torrential Gear Hulk version. However, we are seeing one of the Surveillance. Boom! They're making Plane Pioneer. Obviously, I'm so smart. Uh, they're they're so good. Um, but uh, we're seeing one Intrude the Mind being played here, which is the factor fiction that makes a cre- or the the token, um, the, the construct. Okay. And deduce. Deduce is seeing play, which I'm so happy about. Because I think the thing I also didn't even realize is like deduce torch the tower is kinda lit. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Yeah, it's kinda cool. Um, I mean you're losing a card doing that yeah, in the long run, but yeah. if it if it's worth it. Well you're technically not even losing a card because the card paid for itself already with the deuce. Yeah. And you get to scry. Kevin, do you not know how good scrying is? I know we've been talking about surveil <laughs> so much. This is a good deck where Scrivying might count as a card. Oh, wait. Oh, dude, also in the sideboard. I didn't even know this was a card. Galvanize? When it, It's one in a red. Instant. Deals three damage to your creature, but if you've drawn two or more cards, it deals five instead. So, okay. Yeah, I think we shouted it out as being a, you know, I, I thought it was more of a standard answer to Shieldred, but if it's shown up here, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, so we have more answers to Shieldred. Um, any other issues? Ooh, commence the end game showing up. Love that card. We love commence the end game. Um, obviously, uh, so obviously we see Orzorius control showing up with no more lies, but like yep. that's so lame. That's lame. Every, everyone else <laughs> is so gonna be lame. like talking about it. You know, we want to be. It's been cool. miserable. They're also playing a playset of the the scribe, the surveil lands. So kind of lame, but okay. Uh, oh yeah, wait, that makes there sense. We go. Please, please be playing the new card. Please be playing the new list. I want to talk about this. Cool. Which one? Which one? Uh, it's the Boros Convoke. Okay. The Boros Convoke is this. This list is so. When I when originally went on the uh, when originally the pod was filmed, uh, I said that well, they're not might get replaced by a novice inspector, but hmm. they're playing all of them. They're playing every single one. They're playing four warden, four Voltaren, four Raven, four novice. And we're also playing one case of Gateway Express, which is that I was gonna say I'm more excited about. I'm glad that that's seeing play because I I right away said like, hey, this card seems like it's you know a removal spell that turns into an anthem. Yeah, I thought it would more so be like a thing in like um what's the, what's the form? or it's standard, but it's showing up binding is really interesting. Cool, I'm here for it. Okay, cool. Any other new cards we're seeing showing up anywhere? I'm trying to see if there's any other cool decks. Well, we got an Azorius con- artifact control, which is con- oh my lord, we have to, uh, we just have to talk about this list. Where is that one? Uh, it's a little bit down. It's two down. Or sorry, it's one down from the Convoke list. This list is... Uh, oh, Azorius geez. Artifact Control. Got it. This is... Uh, okay. All right. So... Uh, this this kind of feels like one of these... Uh, why don't you guys go look it up yourselves and figure out what's going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll test it out and tell you if it we works. We got some Novice Inspectors, so it turns out I might be the best new card in the set. Um, <laughs> nobody mm-hmm. called it, but Cryptic Coat's also in here. Cryptic Coat's a card that's actually been like really impressive. Um, oh yeah, I'm I'm glad to see that because that was a card I was immediately like really big on, and then it blew up. So I'm like, should have just bought it while I said it was good. <laughs> yeah, 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 I feel like I bought my ley lines for thirty dollars for the playset, and I Ugh. they were selling at the RC. I could have sold them for seventy dollars a piece, but I didn't end up Oof. doing it because I was like, I don't want to have to buy these. I like my cards. Um, but yeah, nice. I'm good for the tenth if you are. All right, yeah, we're good for the tenth. Um, we also those were the two sixty-four person ones. We also had two. 32 person ones or 32? Uh, well, one, you know, one's a 32. Giving us the top 32, but it's more. One's a 32, and then the other one is uh, a showcase challenge. Got it. Oh, yeah. The showcase had a lot of people. How many was in the showcase? 200 or something. 
two hundred something. Yeah, cool. Yeah, there is uh, two hundred forty-six in that one. Hmm. Oh, there's even a, a nice. I'm just seeing here on MPG Gold. She does shout out the new cards being played near the bottom. It does. Oh, look at us go. We should. Uh, we should actually learn how. See if there's work. any ones that we didn't talk about here. Wow, uh, more intrude the minds than I would have thought. So, is it creativity really is picking up that card? I thought it seemed really bad, but card right again. Um, we're seeing some that intrude the mind. Mm. The uh, the new factor fiction. Yeah. Some archdruid's charm are, sh- are seeing play in hidden strings. I think that's interesting. Uh, not in the top sixty four though. Some Krenko's Buzz Crusher showing up here and there. Some of the red case. Yeah, it's it's starting to you know we're talking about few copies in the top 200 something person here, <laughs> there's but. some archdruid charms showing up in the hidden strings deck why are why are these abs and grease fang lists playing the new kaya that's interesting <laughs> oh wow Ooh, so i guess they're serve they're plusing kaya to exile a, a grease fang from your graveyard to turn your creature into an, a grease fang to let it turn that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Hey, this is exciting. I'm, I'm enjoying this All right here. Ooh, somebody's messing with Volt. Okay. For the 32 challenge, we're just going to quickly go over it because the top eight of this one's kind of lame. Um, so, in first, it's Izzard Phoenix. Second and third, Azorius Control. Fourth, Izzard Phoenix. Fifth, Azorius Control. Sixth, Izzard Phoenix. Seventh, Insole. Uh, eighth, uh, Amelia Combo. So. Yeah, this one broke me a little. I, I looked at this and I was like, <sighs> yeah, we're here. We're here with our, our against the our, sorry our rock paper scissors format just being a full coin flip format of are you against Zizzard Phoenix or Zorius Control? Hmm. Oh, well, I wonder if this Contorius combo deck is actually like playing all the new cards. Uh, I saw a Quint combo deck that was playing uh, something new. It was the um? What were they? What was the name of that card? I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's okay. There's some of the new uh, dual cards, like uh, the one that destroys. I, yeah, I didn't think any of them were great for. Yeah, I was more so looking at the lands to see if I was right, but it doesn't look like I was. So, so sad. Mm, okay, that that would that'd be a good place for them as well. The lands, bro. The Azorius artifact control deck that I mentioned that we we literally just talked about got tenth in this one too. Hey, that's cool. Okay, <laughs> so maybe we have to talk about that one. Why don't we look at that one next week? I yeah, think let's go a little bit deeper on it after we've had a chance to check it out ourselves. Yeah, we'll let it, we'll let it cook. But this one, all right. And then uh, so. the showcase challenge. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's go for it. We got our boy in this one. All right. Yeah, number one winning is it Phoenix? Number two, Blue Eye Control. Three, Niv to Light. Harry thirteen. Uh, four, Blue Eye Control. Five, is it Phoenix? Six, Boros Convoke. Seven, is it in Soul? And eight, Mono Black. What did Mono Black get? Anything exciting? Uh, let me take a look, see if they've got anything new in here, or if they just had a good uh, run here. Um, they're playing some newer cards, like they're playing that Preacher of the Schism, which I thought was interesting, but never really saw play. Uh, Exalot, Zoth. Yeah, there aren't actually uh, any new cards, but like, sorry, new... Yeah, I don't think anything new. There's the new, new or, there's the second new set, not the new set. Uh, this is the good yeah. deck that I was uh, wanting. Yeah, okay. My friends and I were all talking about how cool and exciting it was that we have the new... Um, there's a two-man enchantment that says you get to look at the top card of your library and then you can cast creatures if they're CMC 2 or less or power 2 or less or something like that. And we thought that was a really good sideboard option for Convoke, but I think sadly we just haven't ended up seeing it as much as we thought. Hmm. I think I saw somebody playing it, but yeah, I don't know if that's... Uh, this seems hard to build around. Like, it, it seems like you're almost taking your important turn off. Yeah. Sad. Oh, well. Maybe. Oh, well. But if we're playing a Delny deck, we can definitely mess with it there, because there's no way that could be bad. No, it can never be bad. Why would you why would you even think it would be bad? 
<laughs> All right. Anything else in this? Uh, you, any other lists um, from this tournament you want to take? Well, a look we saw at? the Niftalite list. We already talked about it already. Uh, I don't think there's yeah. anything too too exciting for this Monterey Dagger deck. I don't think Monterey got anything too exciting. Uh, this is literally wait. Technic oh, they're playing Ooh. connecting the dots actually though. Wait, am I smart? Which one's that? Which one's that? Uh, Monterey Dagger ten. They're also playing Fugitive Code Breaker. Oh my god, I'm so smart. This actually just looks like a standard deck though. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, they're just playing like Boma Courier and then a standard deck. <laughs> oh, right. One Embercleave, by the way. There's one Embercleave. But then it's literally a standard deck. Mm. That's so okay. funny. <laughs> uh, but connecting the dots is the one that was like makes all your creatures Boma Couriers. So I guess being able to yeah. just give your stuff all of the all of the keywords or all of the value. There's a couple of these uh, green red aggro decks, but none of them are really playing exciting what i would love to see okay so this one's there's a red green aggro but it's not playing the new card um yeah so just seeing if there's anything else here that i really want oh, to shout out as being super interesting sorry my boy karate dom the 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 boros convoke player in 15th is playing the card and so i figured out its name it's called assemble the players that was the card i was talking about yeah yeah uh, right yeah probably useful to say the name out loud yeah, just so people can figure it out they're not just like googling exactly the words i say <laughs> all right but i'm good if you are all right i'm good if you are so uh that's going to bring us to the end of our show here thank you guys all for listening like we always appreciate that um go ahead and follow us on mtg pioneer you can also find a link to our discord there stay in touch with everything silly that we are trying doing we'll be you know tweeting out more of these decks as they finish up here uh, what does it mean now oh yeah i forgot i <laughs> with ron or with um no, no Ryan in yeah, the middle to, yeah, uh... to bridge the gap. I'm always just like waiting for it. Um, anyway, it's your boy, Ashek. Um, yeah, I just got back from the RC. Literally, I didn't sleep last night because my <laughs> flight was at, I had to leave for my flight at 4 a.m. And uh, it was two hours ahead. So my body wasn't like naturally tired at like two or two in the morning or whatever it was. So I just kind of stayed up all night because yeah. it wasn't really worth it. And uh, it took a solid four hour nap for this. Uh, all right yeah i'm so <laughs> glad tired. to hear it so, <laughs> glad you were able to join us anyway so, so if this episode um, I, i'm not the most jovial i didn't call anything poopy i don't think so look at me go. no 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 i don't think so and uh we also hey you know if you know this episode probably be releasing next week so by the time you guys are listening to us if you're going to magic con uh come find us there oh, we'll true. be wandering around at some point with you know no easy way to recognize us but you know maybe tweet us and then you can find us and that'd be a good no, no, no. i'll be really recognizable i know that i will be i will have my pigtails with my red hair and uh, okay. i'll be wearing a nanolon shirt so if you so i'll find if you, you, see, and... <laughs> you see a six four guy running around with a nanolon shirt that's me cool perfect all right, that's going to bring us to the end of our show. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate all of you listeners out there. That You're our shout-out for the week. Um, go ahead and wrap up this episode. We are the First Pride Podcast. We look forward to being your go-to source of Pride information online. What is our call-out this week? Or our uh, oh, ending word this uh, week? I don't even know how to talk, so no, definitely not me. Uh, lightning helixing out. Helixing out. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>